Well, hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 of the DC United Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, James Graham. Yes, I am freehand today. There's no microphone now because it's not strong enough for this microphone, you know, as you do. Um, alongside me on that side, you'll see Claudia Pican. Um I've got to give her a little intro, as I said um, to her just before we went live. So she is becoming a bit of a legend in her own right, interviewing some of our most prestigious players to working alongside, it's in the net legend himself, Dave Johnson. Welcome to the show, Claudia. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm so excited to be on here. We were talking right before going live, man. I'm like so excited to be here, to be joining you, to be talking DC United, soccer, whatever the heck we're going to talk about. Um, <laughs> love the intro, by the way. <laughs> well, you, you've, you've been, we've seen you on the social media for quite a bit now. I'm, Tell us a bit about how long you've been working for the club then. So I officially joined January of 2019, but I had actually, so I'm from the area. Um, I'm like right outside of DC in Maryland. So okay. I've always been a DC United fan. I used to go to games. My dad would take me to games growing up. So I, you know, Jaime Moreno, I've said this a thousand times. I don't keep saying it. That is my all time favorite player. Loved seeing him um, while I was growing up play. Um, so eventually being a fan, um, I got into sports growing up and all of that. I played soccer growing up. Um, so I was like, okay, I kind of want to work in sports. So DC United was the first club to give me that chance. So in 2016, yeah, I had had no experience nice. doing anything behind the camera, nothing with sports except for playing it. Wow. So I got an internship with DC United summer of 2016, I'm doing video stuff here and there. Um, like I said, they took a chance on me, even though I just barely knew how to work a camera. Um, and that just led into, um, still staying on for game days and helping out on filming game days, uh, the 2017 season and the 2018 season. Um, so two more years after, and then they probably just thought this girl isn't going anywhere. Let's give her a job. (laughs) She's just sticking around, which I'm so happy for. Honestly, I stuck around just because I loved it. I love like game days are the best, right? Yeah. So I was just there just because I wanted to be there. Like, all right, this girl's not going anywhere. So like, let's hire her. So things became official in 2019. Nice. So obviously you've been obviously to RFK and now how do you feel what was that change like back in what would have been 2018 now yeah yeah from the 2017 to the 2018 season um it was different um they both have their things right it's like RFK is the one that you'll always like remember the one you'll love it's got the history it's um you know where I I I won't say grew up in a way but I grew up going there Mm. Um, and those, I never got to be a part of it, which I'm very upset about, but the bouncing seats at RFK <laughs> where the fan section is, I always wanted to be a part of it, but I was like very young at this point. So I was like on the other side of the field, just watching them. And I'm like, Oh, I would love to be part of that someday. So it's just so many memories. Um, when you look at RFK, but then, yeah. you know, Audi field, it's, it's new, it's home. It's, I actually really love I love the structure of Audi Field because there's not really like a bad seat anywhere. Yeah. And I like the way that it's built just because it, it, everyone just feels like super close and it gets loud when there's a lot of fans in there. Um, so the change was different. It was coming to a new home and I felt like I felt so I was, it was super special 
for me to be a part of that transition season, the final year RFK and yep. the new Audi field. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I never got to go to um, RFK. My first visit was straight to Audi field. And I have to agree, there is no bad seat in that house at all. Because I've sat at two different ends. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's nice, right? You've got, I mean, like you've got the Heineken bar if you want to get that view. I've had friends that have gone there. They loved it um but just anywhere and you know when we're doing interviews as well we try to find new locations and it's like you just got you you can go to the suites or you can go down on the field or you can do them in the sands like yeah. they're really in a bad seat and that's why i really love it yeah and the one annoying thing that about me not going to wildfield i've yet to see a score so i've yet to experience the beer shower yet the two games that i've been no yeah Next yeah, year, I'm, I'm hoping this is all over soon. I'm hoping that yeah. you guys can travel over here. Would love to have you for a game here. Get some goals in the back of the net, right? Exactly. It, we, I, I need to have that actual feeling of Dave Johnson in my head just saying, it's in the net when I'm in actually the at the stadium. Because <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. And I, the supporter section, which is where I was last time, is just, it's a fantastic experience. The, the volume, the, the crowd, it's just... There's nothing like it going to a football ground and being a part of the atmosphere. Yeah, there's beers flying everywhere. I actually, um, I got to be a fan uh, for a day last year. Um, mm. Just to, and so I was in the fan section, and when we scored, man, there's just, I, I came out of there with like beer all over me and sticky. I, I like I wore the wrong outfit for that. I'm like gross, I'm drenched in beer, drenched in sweat, but just loving every second of it. I still got the footage on my phone, and I like go back, and it's like such a it was such a good moment. You've got like people pressed against you. When when you think about it now, it's like ooh, Corona. But eventually we'll get back to those moments where you just love being squished against everyone, everyone cheering. And I was able to film our game versus Miami this year. And with the new standing seats, I was like across the field. So I had a really nice wide shot of the entire fan section. And oh my gosh, I really wish I had been in there because it just, it just absolutely incredible. You've got the drums going, you got people cheering, all of that, all that. So it's like a really great environment there. And then when Fred Brion nets that winner, oh. That was it. That's the shot that I got. I got that oh. shot. Oh, it was, oh, Fred was just like running across the fans. I'm like panning over. You see all the fans going wild. It yeah. was, that was a great moment. That that was something special. That was, <laughs> I mean, how how the heck, for a central defender, how did he finish like that? Because that was something. That was something. Um, and then- yeah, and then in the the Orlando, uh, Orlando, he had another goal. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. we're gonna start seeing some goals from you. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, why not? We, we take goals from anywhere on the field. <laughs> Speaking of Orlando, that was a nice little in- side transition into that. Um, it's been a weird year. That's I think that's probably the understatement of the century. Yeah. Um, what? was it like to go down to Orlando spend the time there obviously in isolation teams are separated what was that like compared to being at Audi Field and traveling around as normal um so a lot of times uh, the easiest way for me to compare it is it just kind of felt like a, a another preseason because when we go down to preseason 
you know, you're together with the team, you're doing everything. You eat breakfast together, lunch together, dinner together, you go to training, um, and then you've got some stuff in between. So you see everyone 24 seven at the end of it, you're like, all right, get away from me. I've seen you for too long. I'm tired of you because you're together for so long. So it just felt like preseason, but like double that, um, just cause it was a much longer time, but I actually really enjoyed those trips. Of course it was under like bad circumstances because of Corona and all of that. Yeah. I really enjoy those moments because you're able to be around, like you are really embedded with the team. They see you from sunup to sundown and it's just a great way to build relationships with them. So that's where I'm always able to build the best relationships with players is when I'm just around them 24 seven. But it was great. So it was, uh, you know, you've got all the teams in there. So you see players from different teams and, for me, I was able to see a lot of staff members that I know from other teams and able to connect from a distance with yep. people from other teams. So that was really great. It was just like a, I don't know, like a little mini, mini like reunion or conference, you know, like where you go to once a year and you see all your friends. So I absolutely loved it. Um, I felt super safe, um, you know, because you were testing all the time and nobody's going in or out. It's a bubble. Um, so it was really nice. We had, we had our down moments, guys were playing ping pong, FIFA, um, enjoying their time down there. So it was great. So, no, excuse me, about to cough there. Um, (laughs) so you obviously been there remotely and then you have had the likes of, uh, Dave and Devon commentating Mm -hmm. from afar. Yeah. You've worked with them for a little bit now. Yes how how different was that as well obviously apart from being you're just down on the sideline compared to being thousands of miles away yeah it, it's different because um you know you're not um i can't just go upstairs go talk to dave and like a break or like at halftime or something whatever it is um so you know we would all communicate through through messaging through text so it, it was a yeah. little bit different um but in another sense that's I guess it's kind of like modern TV at this point where you've got like the analysts and, and everyone in the studio and then you've got the reporters on the sidelines like miles away. So it kind of gave me like that little taste of, of what that's like when, you know, when you're with um, co-workers and with anchors and stuff that are just in a different location. But we were able to make it work. Uh, but we were just communicating all the time, figuring out what the storylines were going to be um, and all of that stuff. No, well, that's quite cool. Um I've just seen a couple of messages coming in on the chat. Um, we've got someone from Cincinnati uh, tuning in. Hello there. Love it. Love it. And, and my wife has tuned in as well. So, <laughs> hello. Um, so, you've again gone on about uh, Dave and Devin. You've worked with them for, a, again, a little while now. Yeah. What, what have you learned from them? A lot, a lot. So this is, I'm only 25 years old. I'm pretty young. I'm very new into my broadcasting career. So they have been the people that have really shown me the ropes. You know, I did, I did reporting before coming here. Um, but this is where I've been getting my real taste of television experience and, and all of that stuff. Um, so learned a lot obviously you've got dave who played for dc united a former player he comes with that perspective of a player um so you're able to 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 get that perspective um and and i can ask and figure out you know um what kind of questions and stuff can i get from players like what would you like to what what would you like to be hearing about as a former player and then with dave of course it's dave he's been around 
forever. Yeah. He knows he 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 knows his stuff, and um, he's actually been one of the best throughout this entire journey. Uh, my entire journey. Um, I actually got a text from him like two home two or three home games ago, and it was like after our broadcast and. I forget the message, but it was like, you're doing like, I, I've been wanting to tell you this for a while. You are doing like so well, keep going and all this kind of stuff. And that like my heart, I was like, thank you so much. Cause sometimes I'll be hard on myself. And I told him, I was like, thank you so much. Sometimes I really like second guess myself sometimes. And if I make mistakes on camera, of course I take it pretty hard. And he's like, no, like keep going, like all this kind of stuff. I wish I could remember the exact message, but it was just, it was just like a random message that came out of nowhere. So on top of like helping me figure out what my storylines are going to be for the broadcast, which he does every single game, he's also just like encouraging me, which is like the most important thing to me. He is just such an awesome guy. I don't know <laughs> when I had him on the show last year and so easy to talk to. He's got so many stories, and I've got—he's got the time for you, and he—and and just because of that, you've got all the time in the world for him as well. And I yep. absolutely adore him. And I just remember, like, there's one time when when Rooney scores the uh, goal from the is our own half uh -huh. against Orlando because you know he loves to score an absolute wonder goal against Orlando. It was just you know one of those things. And I remember being in a restaurant and hopefully my wife will back me up on this if she's still watching. Um, and I just would turn around and I just hear Dave Johnson just shouting, it's in the net. And I'm just like, oh my, what? I can hear Dave in the UK. This is just, but from somebody else. And I, that was just such a lovely thing That's to hear. Amazing. And obviously tell him about it and he's just loving life as well. So yeah. oh, I've got all the time in the world for Dave. I know, an incredible person. He always, every time we have our broadcast, our production meetings before our broadcast, he always brings up some new story about something. I'm like, Dave, what are you going on about? Always a new story about like everyone and anyone and any topics. It's it's great. You could talk to him about anything. Yeah, it, honestly. Dave, if you end up watching this, hi and thank <laughs> you for everything you do. Um, so I'm going to do some of the questions now that I would normally ask the players. But you know, I've got to ask you since you work for DC United, we're gonna keep the theme going. So, as you've already said, you've been at DC United technically from 2016, but officially from 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in that time, what has made the club so special to you? Um, to me, it's been the players. Um, with my job, I have like, I, I get the awesome opportunity that not many people do, which is you get to see the players outside of the pitch. You get to see what they're like. You see what they're like around their teammates, around um, family members, wives, girlfriends, their children and whoever it is. I honestly think it's been the players. Um, they, I have no idea what to say because like my head's like <laughs> a thousand different things like I have really nothing but good things to say about the players that like I get to work with and that's what's made my job and that's what made me want to work with DC United like that's what makes it so incredible um and especially at the point where I'm at now like I've been with these players for a good amount of time and I've been able to build relationships with them we're at that point where we can you know, kind of trust each other with information and we'll have conversations just off the record, just 
um, to see how they're doing, how they feel about the season, or just conversations about anything else that's not soccer related, um, about their families and all of that stuff. And it's just like, it's easygoing conversation. They take the time for you. You take the time for them, like, as you said, um, and let me just talk about the homegrowns real quick because they are something <laughs> else. They are so special. Like, I cannot say enough good things about our three youngest homegrowns. Um, but like also Donovan Pines, who I actually got to work with while I was at the University of Maryland and he was playing there. Yes. Ah. So there's a little history there. So I've known Donovan yeah. for a while. <laughs> um, but like the, those, I'm going to actually say all those four. A lot of the players do, but like those four, especially like if they are walking in one direction, they will come back, go a different direction just to say hi to me, just to bump oh. it. How are you? Have a conversation. Like they will literally go out of their way to talk to you. So it's just like the, the, wow. the players here at this club, I absolutely love them. That's amazing. Right. So here's a good one for you. If you could pick a squad number, Ooh. What would it be, and why would you choose that number? Hmm. Like if I was a player? Yeah. This really has no special meaning, but 26. It's got no special meaning. So it's got okay. a special meaning, but not really. So right. in school, they assigned everybody numbers. Um, I guess hmm. just to make it easier, they gave everybody numbers in alphabetical order. And since I'm Pagan, I was always one of the last ones. So my number was 26, which is weird because I've got this weird thing where I hate even numbers. This is the first time what? I think I'm like saying it out loud. It sounds weird, right? So like volume in my car, it has, to, and, and they're like air conditioning because my air conditioning goes by like uh, numbers. Yeah. Those numbers have to be odd. It, 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 it's such a weird thing. <laughs> it's usually the other way around. I know it's odd. It's odd that I like that. So 26 is just like really weird for me because it's obviously even. Um, but yeah, I really hate even numbers. I don't know where <laughs> it came from. I don't know where it came from. We've all got that like one weird thing about us that you don't usually share. And I just said it out loud to everyone. <laughs> that, that, that's throw me. That's really throw me. I don't know me. how to dive that. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. More even numbers then. Because you know we're going to go down that road. Um, Fantasy. If you could pick any six players to have in a six aside team, Oof. who would that be? Oof. 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 This is a hard question. All right. Um, so who's in goal? Bill. Of course. I we mean, got, who else? Got, who got, else got, would you have? We got Bill in goal. Uh, um, if you and see for me when I play six aside because that's my connection with uh, football. <laughs> Um, we usually play two defenders, one midfielder who goes up and down, and then two strikers. Okay. And I know, I know some players that I've interviewed with this uh, question have gone some different formations, yeah. but you know. I hope you don't see this because I hope no one gets offended if I don't. Think <laughs> Wait, so, guys, this, if you're this, watching, this... please skip over this part. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, so I've got Bill in the back. Yep. Um, in the, I'm going to go to the midfield real quick. I've got to have, yeah. Felipe, I've got to have Felipe in there. I just, that's such, he's such a consistent player. Yeah. Um, and he likes a good tackle as well. He, he, he's yeah. brave. Loves a good I didn't, we did an interview, um, back during quarantine with him, 
Uli and Junior, yeah. and we were talking about tackles, and Uli said, um, was it Uli? He said, uh, he said something. What did he say? He said, the player and the ball are not going to get past Felipe. Like, one of them is going to get cut off. So if the ball gets past Felipe, he's coming after you and chopping at your legs. That's what it was. That's what it was. And I just love that quote. Felipe goes, I mean, are we not here That's to play? Oh, I loved that interview. So I got to have Felipe in yep. my squad. Um, let's talk about fours. So I have to put Kevin in there. Kevin has been just such a burst of energy, just 90 minutes the entire time like going yep um i'm like going all the way around oh this is a hard question in the back i will do i really liked um i really liked chris adoy chris adui achem in the back yes. lately. Yeah. i've been liking him he, a lot he's got a lot of pace as well so yeah. get full quite quickly so I would have to, okay, I'm going like everywhere. So I've got, Ke I've got Kevin, Chris, yep. Felipe, Bill. I'm missing two more. Um, I would do, Ooh, this is hard. This is hard. <laughs> uh, I'm going to wrap it up in 10 seconds. Um, I would put, <clears throat> I'll put Donovan Pines in the back with Chris. Yep. I've got Felipe. I've got Kevin. And alongside Kevin, why not? I'm gonna put Griffin Yao. Yes. I'm gonna put Griffin Yao up there. Yes. I think that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good looking squad right that. there. Yeah. <laughs> it's very. You've got good good experience there with yeah. uh, Bill and Felipe. Yeah. You've got uh, you've got a good mixture of youth up top and at the back as well. So you've got the pace. You've got the size of Donovan. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's short compared to me, but we'll we'll gloss over that. <laughs> um, and then you've got the pace of Kevin up top and Griffin, who just is all over the place so Magic i like that i like that <laughs> so we had some more comments coming in um over on the chat here um just uh, one more mate uh, Stu, who wants to get over to dc at some point um when all this is all over so do it you won't regret it because it's such sure. a beautiful city especially early april yeah with the cher cherry blossom coming out because that was that's the time of the year that we came out last year and oh stunning absolutely stunning great weather i agree april's the yeah. time to come. it wasn't too hot and it wasn't too cold that's what you want yeah you're kind of human and from a northerner it can it can always be too hot but it can never be too cold <laughs> um we've also had uh kim uh kim Cobb just saying um uh, deep stuff about uh your even number freer. Yeah. It, honestly, it's it's a strange one, but we'll uh... weird. It's let's, but we all got weird stuff. We just don't usually vocalize it. So I'm sure you've got some stuff. I'm sure everybody watching has that one thing that's just like <laughs> questionable. I, I, with the I know my other half, she's she's doesn't like odd numbers. She only likes even numbers. Uh, I hope I've got that right. She's still watching. Um, and I will. I don't mind. I don't mind odd numbers. I don't mind them. It, I, can get, I can get bored with odd numbers because yeah. the number, the squad number I tend to go with is number uh -huh. ninety nine. Why? And this is a this is a weird one. Um, so back in the day, uh, 
when I used to play old Championship Manager um, on the computer. I used to use Barcelona because obviously they're one of the best teams. Wow. And their goalkeeper, Vitor Bayer, used to be number 99. Interesting. And I play in goal. Ah, I like it. So every time, every shirt that I've ever bought, which has had my name and the number on the back, it's always been number 99. I love that. So, I actually, I was um, looking up some stuff on Jaime Moreno because I was going to do an yep. interview with him. And I found an old interview, found an yes. old interview where, because when he came back to DC United, he took the number 99. Yeah, and um, he said that a bunch of people made fun of him, and they're like, "99, not quite 100. You're almost there, but not 100. Like, not, not the most perfect." I was like, "Ooh, okay." Ouch. <laughs> oh, and now that—that's the connection for me and DC United is Jaime Moreno. Is it? Because he, he used to play for the team in the UK that I support. Oh. So that—that that is how I got introduced to DC United. Granted, I didn't start following properly until about 2003, 2004 when Freddie Adu came along. But there you go. That, that was my first insight into Major League Soccer was Jaime Moreno. I was very interested how someone, you know, from the UK, how this yeah. United fan, how that came about. So I love that. Yeah, it's it's an odd one. And oh, I I love staying up late for the games as well. And it's just, it's... How long, how late are you up until? Oh, so, right, okay. So, uh, normally the games, when there are 7 p.m. kickoff um, uh -huh. of, a, of your way, they are a midnight kickoff for me. So, I'll end up going to bed at about 2, half 2 in the morning. Yeah. So, when they get later than that, that's when I start really suffering with the lack of sleep. Um. And then there was the game in Orlando when we were playing. 10.30 p.m. kickoff. How early were I was just about to ask that. So I went to bed at 8 o'clock or half 8 that yeah. night. So I still got my normal amount of sleep in. Got up at about half 2 in the morning. And then I was up for the rest of the day. Yeah. That's, That's how stupid I am. <laughs> That's dedication, man. We got home from Nashville at 3.30 a.m. AM, and I'm like exhausted, but you're up here. Oh my gosh. Every yeah. I don't know how you do it. I don't know either. But uh, I know there's a couple of games coming up in this last stretch, which are at normal times. Yeah. Well, I say normal times. It's about, I think there's one which is half eight and one at 9 p.m. for me. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's much better for you. That's beautiful. We had you in mind when scheduling that. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, more comments coming in on the chat. Love this. Uh, Ariana Fragasso is just getting people That's just my to cousin. go. Is it? Ah! Yeah, what is she saying? She, uh, her first comment was saying, come see the cherry blossoms. Best to go early in the morning. Huh. Is that, okay. Is it, oh, She's been what... with that. She's been in this area for a while. Hi, cousin. <laughs> okay, cool. I wonder what the difference is between morning and afternoon then. I personally have no clue. And then, and then she just comments about uh, fair weather and following seasons. Oh, seas, seas. Sorry. There you go. Um, and then my mate's saying, "Yep, absolutely. He's going to come over in April time." So there we go. Hopefully, hopefully you'll get to go to a game. 
get to go and see Audi Field because it is absolutely stunning stadium. I love the fact that you can walk all the way around as well. There's no issues with that. Yeah. It seems it's just absolutely awesome. And then Stu's also favourite number is number 14 because it was Andre Konchalskis' number at Manchester United when he was a kid. I love hearing now, everyone's backstories to their favourite numbers. Yeah. Oh, she said... Uh, Ariana says, hello. <laughs> and it's less crowds early in the morning, which kind of mm, makes sense, to be that honest. Yeah. That yeah. Sense. Right. So back to some classic questions, getting to know DC youth ones. So... Here we go. What can I ask? What can I ask? Okay. Here we go. So outside of the soccer world, mm-hmm. what's, what's your go-to meal to cook? <laughs> if you cook, that is. I was going to say, it's funny you think I cook. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm, I'm literally assuming everyone cooks on this on this program. I... The- most I will do is like throw some of those Tostino's pizza rolls on the little tin thing, fire up the oven, put it in there 12 minutes, like I'm good. <laughs> I'm so bad. I can make some spaghetti. I'll put a little pesto okay. on there. You know what? Actually, actually, let me give myself a little bit more credit. Okay. I did, I did kind there was one week where I meal prepped, I made pot or pasta and then I would put pesto on it. And I made enough salmon to last me a couple of days. Okay. But as I said, that only lasted a week and it backfired on me. And that was like four or five weeks ago. And I haven't had salmon since because I like salmoned myself out oh, because dear. a post-game meal that week for one of those away games that we had, whenever it was, was salmon. Oh, so everything wow. kind of backfired on me. So I, yes. PB&Js are like my go-to for lunch. So... <laughs> I just can't cook. I can't cook. Oh, dear. Right. Okay. So, considering you don't cook then, <laughs> if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would that be? Tacos. Tacos. Okay. Tacos. I freaking love tacos, man. Tacos or... Tacos, yes. Tacos, a big meal. Yeah. But, like, I could eat rice for the rest of my life and be good. Like, do okay. you guys have, this is, do you guys have Chipotle yeah. over there? Have you had Chipotle? Ah, uh, yes, I love okay. Chipotle. Okay. Love Chipotle. I could just have a bowl of their rice with nothing else on it and be content. I love. Oh, do you it. mean do you mean the restaurant or just the actual Chipotle sauce? The restaurant. Oh no, we don't have that. Oh, you I, don't I, have I, Chipotle? I was, no, 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 no. Oh my gosh. So they have <laughs> bomb rice. So tacos or rice, I could eat for the rest of my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. We've just had a uh, question in from Donald, Donald Y. Um, he also says hello. Um, he asks, what's the best taco in DC for you? Ooh, best taco. Oh, guys, the best taco in DC United. A little guy named Wayne Rooney. <laughs> that tackle at the field. I mean, how can we not talk about that? I feel like sometimes I might like exhaust that game and that situation but like that was an incredible incredible game i oh, mean the that fan was just something else ran from all the way over here i oh i just every, you can't, i can't watch it enough times every time i do watch that clip i get literal goosebumps on on my arms just all over it's just 
I mean, firstly, what the heck was David Alistair doing up there? I'm pretty sure I I asked Wayne about that too. He goes, I have no idea what our goalie was doing all the way up there. Like he he even said it himself. I'm like, don't look at me. You know more than I do. I don't know why. It was just like, what are you doing? We've got a point. And then that happens. You're like, okay, maybe, maybe there was a secret ploy to make them think we're going to get the winner here. Exactly. Yeah. False sense of security. (laughs) Right. So, I'm going to do some quick fire questions. So it's either this or that. Um, you only got a few seconds to think about it. So I don't oh, think no. too much. Um, but it should be fairly simple. First one, Ronaldo or Messi? Pass. <laughs> it's not a laugh. <laughs> Doing great so far. <laughs> uh, second question then. Would you rather beat the Red Bulls or win the MLS Cup? MLS Cup. Oh. MLS, MLS Cup. MLS Cup. Yeah. Because we're going to beat the Red Bulls like even more times. So let's take that MLS Cup win. Yeah. And it's, uh, when I asked Julian Gressel this question, he said MLS Cup beating Red Bulls in the Eastern Conference final. Oh, he found that loophole. I he like did. it. I, I like, like that. I love that answer. That was a great answer, considering he'd only been here for a short time and he already knows the best way to our hearts. Right. (laughs) Loved it. Okay, so I've been using the F word quite a lot already on the show. I normally use the S word, but do you call it soccer or football? I call it soccer when I'm speaking English, but football when I'm speaking to the Latino players. Okay, okay. I'm trying, to, trying to speak their language because I know that's yeah. what they call it. So, yep. Fair. Fair. Uh, oh, yeah. Kim just says the cup needs to come on. Yes, it does. I mean, it's probably not going to be this season, unfortunately, but yes, it needs to come back. Um, here's another one in terms of footballing terms or soccer terms. Mm-hmm. Do you call it shutout or a clean sheet? Clean sheet. Yes. Clean sheet. I don't know why I hear commentators saying shutout. Uh, I... Like where, where, where's that come from? I don't know. I like hear every now and then, but I hear clean sheet a lot more. And I know I'm pretty sure like that's what we use on social. And like, that's what I've always used. Yeah. So you work with them both, but who do you prefer? Dave or Devon? Oh, can I have my pass for this one and answer the other question? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, okay. Okay. So Ronaldo or Messi? <laughs> Which one is it to be? Uh, messy. Yeah. Messy. messy. Fair. Fair. Right. That's it for the quick fire questions. You've you you managed sweat, to, you managed to only get away with only one pass. Nobody's ever passed before, but you've managed to only get away with one pass. We're gonna go on to some squad questions now, so locker room stuff. Okay. Um so first one being who's got the worst taste in music? Oh, and obviously this is very opinionated so there's no actual worst music but for you who's got the worst oh that's difficult um okay this is like a bit of a this is a bit of a stretch um this is a bit of a stretch and by no means do i think it's like horrible music it's just not my my type of music so um 
Paul was working, it, but it's not Paul's music, 100%. But like Paul was part of the group that was working out with like some trainers the other day yeah. and they were blaring some rock music and rock is just not my type of music. So I would say that because like, it's not, when they were working yeah. out, yeah. he was like going through like all, all the walls and I'm like, I could not get hyped to this. So it just wasn't <laughs> my music at all. But a lot of players have good music. Although let me just yeah. say, let me say this. Um, so Paul was working out with the trainers and they were listening to rock, but like 20 minutes before that, I have no clue who was in the gym, Akon, but like slow Akon, old Akon music. I'm oh. like, who is listening to this right now? Like it was great. And it was like a big throwback for me, but it was like slow Akon music. And I'm like, this really doesn't get me hyped. Like. <laughs> I just want to chill. Like I was singing along, but to like get pumped and do weights, I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't working. So I have no clue who that was. Oh my. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Slow acorn in the gym. Slow. It didn't make any sense. No, that really doesn't. So who's the funniest in the, in the dressing room? There's so, there's so many. Everyone's got like their own, their own humor uh like felipe will just make funny comments like off of not off of someone but like someone will say something he might make a funny comment from it um the three young homegrowns like all have their own type of humor um i talk a lot to like kevin and kevin's just like always making me laugh a couple weeks ago he uh whacked himself i hope he's not watching this right now he got <laughs> so into a ping pong game that he whacked himself in the head and he had a um he had <laughs> Kevin, I hope you're not watching this. He had a big uh, like bump on his head, and we had to do a photo shoot later that day. And he's oh. like, he's like, he comes out and he's like, guys, I can't do the photo shoot. I'm like, what do you mean you can't do the photo shoot? This has been scheduled for a while. You're going to do it. And he's like, can you guys Photoshop it out? I was like, that's a question for a photographer, hobby, but just do it. You gotta do this. It wasn't that bad, but like. If he turned to the side, you could see like you could see a little bump forming on his head. It was so funny. Oh, I, I hope that hasn't been photoshopped out because I'm going to scrutinize those photos if I ever see them and see <laughs> if there's a bump. I've got footage of it. Hopefully, will be released oh. soon. Um, yes. But it, in the pictures, you couldn't really, really see it. So he was fine. Oh, um, but like Fred is the guy who's also like Felipe, who will like make funny comments based off what you're saying. It's just like okay. in the moment funny um so there's still lots of little jokes there's paul paul we were um we did an interview that just went out uh today but it was in the broadcast yep. on on sunday yes and i, I was just kind of, so i was going over some of the questions beforehand i'm like we're going to talk about this this and this and every time i said something he make like like a sarcastic comment i'm like if you talk to me like this in the interview <laughs> i'm cutting it out um so he's a really funny guy so there's a lot of characters i, sp I suppose he's had to have a bit of a sense of humor with the year he's had as well with the uh, acl injury and yeah. what's going on he, yeah him. yeah he, he's been taking it great behind the scenes from what i see um he's got an amazing attitude and i've been in there while he's been training he's got his blink 182 like he's one of those like um I won't like that, like, okay. he's got like blink 182 the green Not day He's running on the treadmill to Stacy's mom. So he's got a pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm recording the whole thing, and I'm like, how does this pump you up? This. I mean, Stacy's mom is a great tune. It is. It is a jam. 
it is a jam so he's just singing like as he's running i'm like this is not my type of music but you do you you go right ahead so he's always like anytime i see him which is all the time at audi field he's there all the time working hard just like huge smile always joking always making cracking jokes so he's a great guy nice so from being the funniest now this has always been a great answer so far on this on the show so far who has the worst fashion sense? Please send the player, I'm hoping. Oh, I don't Are you gonna, are you thinking of Felipe's answer? I'm pretty sure yes. <laughs> Eric is there, Sorga. <laughs> I saw that. I saw Felipe reposted it on his Insta too. I'm like, damn, you calling out. Like, I think he even tagged oh. Eric when he posted it and like called him out I was like oh, you're really gonna do him dirty like that oh, honestly when I asked him that he was straight off the bat there was no no pausing it was just like Eric Sorg I was like oh absolutely brilliant it's I think not, it's not horrible it's just different it's it's, it's, it's just different. loud I yeah. think it's probably the word I would use loud and unique yeah, it's it, yeah, it's just different. I think it might be <clears throat> more like of a European um, and like a different taste. So I don't think it's bad. Like he's had some outfits where I'm like, all right, like that's a fire fit. Like you, like you're looking good. It's good. It's but it's just not always my type of style. Um, but this isn't this isn't a bad out. These aren't bad outfits at all. But like, have you been seeing like Ulisa Segura coming in? Like this man comes in like looking like we in Miami or something with the open <laughs> the open shirt flying. It was like our first game back at Audi this year after the Orlando and his shirt's like flying open. I'm like, I saw that you? and I was just like, what are you wearing? What, what are you not wearing? <laughs> I was so caught off guard. I was like, Renisi. It wasn't a bad fit at all. Like it, it was, I was just like, this is not the location for no. it. But, like, right. it was a great fit, too. So that's probably, like, one of my favorite part of game days is, like, I'll just be off to the side looking to see, like, what everyone uh, picked out to wear for today. To walk, just, like, the fit is literally just to walk from where they park across the field and into the locker room. So yeah. it's, like, three of us will see it, but it's great. I, I, I love Kim Groves just commented saying, Eric is Eastern Europe, and he's not, and he's not hiding it. Not hiding he's it. He's not. No, not. I mean, there was there was one photo that I saw. I think it was on his Instagram where he was wearing this black and gold outfit, and it was literally black and gold from the hat to the shoes. Oh yeah. And I, was like, I, I, I don't remember seeing that. It's it's oh, just a different taste. Very very European. Very European. Yeah, we can't we can't slam him too much for it. He's yeah. young as well. Yeah, I like young him. Young and naive. Yeah. I was just saying, I've not, I've not heard much from him in terms of any social media stuff or anything. I see, obviously, a few photos and things, but he seems like he comes across as a bit of a quiet guy. He's quiet. I haven't had too many conversations with him. He's, like, reserved. He does his own thing. Really, like, really, really nice guy, though. Um, uh, after he scored that goal at the Red Bull Stadium, like, yeah. I was around when he was doing his, like, press conference, and we're just, like, chatting with him a little bit before and after, like, very, very great person, but just very, very quiet. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, 
the speaking of quiet, maybe he's, is he one of the most focused in the dressing room, or is there somebody else who is more focused than he is? Like, I know Bill Hamid's been mentioned, Felipe's been mentioned as being one of the most focused and most serious guys in the in the dressing room, but who would you put it down to? Focused, like, on game days, or in what sense do you mean? Uh, game days, I would say. Focused, like, locked in. Um, definitely... Definitely Bill, definitely Felipe, um, Stephen Birnbaum, Fred Briant. Those are the guys that are like the most locked in and the most vocal for sure. Um, So yeah, those are the most vocal people. Uh, I would say those those four are like the most locked in for sure. And you said about vocal, you can always hear Bill on the on the field at the moment when there's no no crowds around. You can, you don't. Sometimes you don't even need Dave to do the commentary because you just get it from Bill. There was one game where it was like the game right before Bill came back. He was sitting on the bench is and this, and I is just the Red Bull that, comment is it that Red Bull? So it was that same game. I loved that. I actually didn't know that had happened. Um, I didn't know what had happened until someone like had texted me. It was like. Bill just said this on the broadcast. I was like, we got to clip that out. But like that entire game, I usually will have like Dave and Devin in my ear yeah. um, while I'm sitting on the bench. And I kind of like ripped out the earpiece just so I could fully listen to Bill behind me. Cause like, he was just like talking to the players, but also super vocal on the bench. Like let's go if people were coming or subbing out or subbing in, he was like encouraging them saying like very positive things. He was like kind of commenting during the game and it was like really it was really cool to hear you know what he was thinking during the game i'll tell you what i wouldn't i would love to see him as a coach i think i think he on the field his attributes that he's got for that side of things i think are really top notch and i think he would be a really good coach he's really good with kids he's very good very good with kids so i would love to see that He's got that uh, goalkeeper school, hasn't he? Mhm, mhm. Yeah, so I've seen that again on on over on Instagram quite a bit. I yeah, think. that's where yeah. I've seen it too. Yeah. Well, well, that's it. That 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 is the last last kind of question I've got. Um, is there anything you want to get to know about me or anything like that? Or ooh, um, or is ooh, there any? Yeah. I, will, I will throw this out to the uh, to the viewers as well. If you've got any questions for Claudia, hit them up in the chat right now. We'll uh, we'll go through them if if you've got anything. While we're waiting, uh, yeah. let's see. I learned your history about why you're a DC United fan. Yeah. Um, what's been your favorite moment as a DC United fan? Oh, oh, there's quite a few. Yeah, now I'm you in the hot seat. You put me in the yeah. hot seat. It's time now. It's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, from a personal point of view, I want to say the first time I went to Wildy Field. When was that? Because that, that was August 29th, 2018. Okay. I know the date because it was my dad's birthday and I snuck away from Florida to um, come to DC and watch a game. <laughs> we, were on this, we were on this big family holiday. There was... My mum, my dad, my sister, my my wife, her my sister's husband, and their kids. So there's nine of us out there in Florida, and um, before we go, and I'm just like, I've got to see if there's any fixtures, see if we're at home. 
and looked at it. And I was like, we're at home. Looked at the date. And I was like, okay, that's my dad's birthday. However, I did ask permission. He did say yes. Good. And and then just to th- kind of make it a bit more Hollywood about this whole day. So we ended up staying out in DC for about three or four days was before and after the game. And staying in Florida, we were on this gated community and we need to get a taxi from the community to the airport so we can obviously fly to DC. This gated community, the guard, security guard, didn't allow our taxi to come through to come and pick us up. And the gate from the place that we were staying was two and a half miles away. So because we couldn't get the taxi to come to us, we had to go to the taxi. So at about half two, three o'clock in the morning, me and my wife are carrying luggage two and a half miles to get to this ta- to get to the gate. And then eventually our Uber, well, our Uber disappeared because he wasn't going to wait around. So another one automatically came, thankfully. We found out the security guard was actually um, drunk. So a complaint was put in about that. Uh, don't drink at work. That's that's the message right there. Um, ended up getting to the airport with about an hour and a half to spare before the flights, the gates shut. Get through security. Get on the little um, monorail thing. And I'm sprinting as soon as I get off the monorail to the gate. And it's literally seconds spare before the gates shut. And they're like, shout my name. I'm like, yep, my wife's coming. Should be here in a second. And they're like, yeah, you're literally 10 seconds away from missing your flight. And that was scary, to say yeah. the least. That, that was knackering as well to being at that early in the morning. But yeah, we got there, spent a few days, I think it was in Arlington, mm-hmm. I think it was. Like, yeah, it, absolutely lovely, great cafes, things like that. And then get to DC for that first game. Went to Screaming Eagles, um, think tailgate beforehand, which was awesome. Met some great people there. And then got to the game, sat down, and uh, it was a bit warm that game. Yeah, it was... August, that's hot. Yeah, yeah, that was a hot one. I think it was at the end of the game, like 35 degrees Celsius. So I'm trying to work out that as in Fahrenheit. You know what the conversion is. Uh, oh, I'm using my phone as my webcam. <laughs> um, if anyone knows what that conversion is, it's just hot. Let's put it that way. Um, other than that... Better. 95 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah. That, game. that that was a full time as well. And that was just Was it a, was it a day game or night uh, game? No, that was a night game. Ooh. Yeah, it was I... in the middle of it was in the middle of the heat wave. Wow. Yeah. So there was a lot of beer drunk that night. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- probably the wrong thing to drink, but you know, that's a but it's quench my thirst. Why not? Yeah. Quench your thirst somehow. Other than that, because that was one heck of an experience. Yeah. Um, ooh. I, th- I think it's probably going to be the 2004 season, just as a whole. Yeah. Because that, that was, that was seeing Freddie Adu, and I know it was back when I was in um, college, and it was, it was difficult to find clips and highlights of the games, but it was I worked hard to get it, and it was being able to see Freddie do playing, and actually being able to see the games, and actually being able to watch a lot of the highlights. That was, that's what sticks in my memory. Mm-hmm. So again, that that's kind of my top experiences with DC Night so far. 
I just need to experience a win now. Yeah, yeah. Person, we need so. to get here to to have a win in yeah. Audi Field. Uh, is Jaime Moreno your favorite DC United player, or do you have another one? Uh, Bill. 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 Being a keeper and him being a keeper, it just has to be. Um, granted, yeah. Jaime Moreno because of the connection. Yeah. But yeah, Bill. I absolutely. He's the. If I could interview one player on the show, Bill. It's Bill. Because I think I would fanboy like hell. <laughs> I think my, my tongue would become really well. Like, Hi, Bill. And I'd, I just, I'd lose myself, I think. No, I think you'd be totally fine. I think once you get past the initial shock of like, I've got Bill here, I think you'd be totally fine. He could help carry the conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he would be awesome. Um, What was it like to... Back, back to another question to you. What was it like to interview Wayne Rooney? Honestly, this sounds a little... I... Let me, let me see how I say this. So the initial... When I realized that I was going to interview Wayne, like, for the first time, um, and just actually, like, any of the couple times that I interviewed him... At first, yeah. it's like, this is really cool. I'm interviewing Wayne Rooney. Like, obviously, you're going to have that reaction. Like, it's Wayne freaking Rooney. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. Um, But then, but so, like, that's the first, like, thing that I think about. And then I'm like, all right, I've been seeing this man at practice, at training. Like, he's very low-key. He's quiet. Yeah. Keeps himself, but, like, has his, like, group of, like, friends of groups of like he had his close group at dc united so like because i know how he is as a person it then kind of took away that initial shock it's like yeah this is wayne rooney but it's wayne rooney like he's he's just a chill guy just like anybody else on the team so like the initial shock will go away after a while and then it's like all right i'm just interviewing like another person yeah oh I, that, that, again, that would have been a, a, t a top moment for me if I was yeah. able, to able to interview him. But, you know, there was a long list of suitors waiting before me to get to an interview with him. Let's put it that way. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else to ask you. Hmm. What? Here we go. What have you made of the season so far? It's been a tough season. Um, I mean, it's like there's so many... there's there's so many moving parts to it, right? Like yeah. Corona, COVID season. So it's like, it feels like it, it just feels like the longest season ever. Yeah. It, it feels like it's been such a long year and we're only in, I mean, we're about to hit October, but it's like, it, it feels like it's been three different seasons. Um, and then you factor in all the injuries. And at first, yeah. At first, I was a little worried. I'm like, what's going on? Like, why do we have so many injuries? But then I look across the league and I, like, have a friend on a different team and was asking, like, hey, like, how is it over at your at your team? Um, he's like, hey, like, we're, you know, we're kind of experiencing some similar things where players are getting injured and and all this stuff. So, like, and then you see it across sports as well. Like, our, yeah. our football here, the NFL, like, players are, are – having ACL injuries and, and maybe like minor injuries and stuff. So it's just like, it's this season and the way that sports have been as a whole, that's just kind of thrown everything off. 
where there's like a lot of games very close and back to back. So like, that's hard to begin with. Like, I can't imagine doing that. And then you factor in the travel, like as we talked about Nashville getting in at 3.30 a.m. Yes, I did see, I did see you tweet about that because I was like, three, you, you just came, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for work here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to bed. So it's like, and even if, even when we get back from these away trips at like a decent time, like midnight or something, it takes me like a day or two to recover because the days are so long. And I'm like, I can't imagine having to play a whole game and and then have to like come in and practice. And, you know, you've got more stuff going on throughout the week and you've got a game in what, three, four days. So it's just like the season as a whole is just insane. And you know, we have, we have some injuries and it's very, it's very sad to see. Um, so I think right now DC United is just trying to figure out how to keep moving forward and get positive results with the team that we have. Um, you know, it's, it's, you can't have things overnight. Um, like, it, I can understand the frustration that people have in the players themselves. Like you can see they're frustrated. Yeah. I can see they're frustrated and obviously they're frustrated. And, um, but I also see the behind the scenes. I see them at training. I see how the guys are in the locker room before the games, after the games, it, it, it like, it hurts them too. And, and they're trying, like, I see them interacting with each other. They're talking about how they can get better. Um, so, you know, the stuff behind the scenes, it's, it's, it's still pretty positive and, and they're talking amongst each other and they haven't, you know, they're, they're still trying um, to keep pushing forward and to, to keep going with this season. Um, so there's a lot of things behind the scenes that like fans and, and just the general public don't see behind the scenes of, of DC United and just any of the teams that, you know, might be struggling. Yeah. It's, it, I do. It has been a frustrating, especially from a fan point of view, and I see it a lot over on Twitter, especially, um, and over on Reddit as well. The, the amount of frustration there is, and yeah. the fact that things we're not able to get that that one particular win. I mean, for me, it wouldn't be a case of how we played. I, I wouldn't care if we only had one shot and goal, as long as we got that win, just to build that confidence back up. Yeah. The one thing I have liked recently, though, in the last three games, I know we've not won any of them but we've been playing 4-4-2 yeah you like oh, that it's a it's a classic british formation yeah <laughs> i know when i tweeted out back when we first did it against toronto i know sam um responded with a mike bassett england manager uh gif and i was just oh yes 4-4-2 we've missed <laughs> it's gone missing in this world of tiki taka yeah it's gone and i was like we need to bring 442 back so i'm I'm glad ben's ben's been playing it yeah the players that we've currently got seem to fit that formation as well so i think i would it's a tricky because we now we've got both yordi reina and helman rivas yes and ola kamara and eric sorger it feels like it's been a while since we've had four forwards yeah and i'm like how do we fit i mean we struggled just to get one forward up top now we've got four that's what i was trying to figure out is how how they would fit together um i haven't been at training 
lately um okay. since like Helman and, and uh Reina have arrived um so I haven't seen how how it's been at training I know behind the scenes like all these players like get along and especially because a lot of their connections through like national teams or just whatever um but I'm interested to see how we start using these new attacking pieces that, that yeah. we've gotten no absolutely uh, Stu has uh, popped up with a little question. Um, he asks, what's your favourite moments you've been a part of with DC, whether it's been as a fan or in your role? Loki was hoping people wouldn't ask me this. <laughs> because it's just such, it's so hard. I love the question, but it's so hard. Yeah. Oh, so, of course, I get it thrown back at me when I was trying to put you in the hot seat. Exactly, yeah. I'm glad he asked. I'm glad he asked. Um... <laughs> Okay, so I've got two moments and yep. just two moments because let me say them and then I'll kind of explain. So there's been a lot of like incredible moments. And I actually think that if I think more about it, the majority of my favorite moments would be behind the scenes stuff and not necessarily like in-game stuff. Okay. Um, so two of my favorite moments have been one last year when we signed Ola Kamara, we wanted to do something a little bit different and yeah. we wanted to do something really DC related. So we did this whole like photo shoot and first sit down interview on a Metro. Yes. So we went to the Metro right next to RFK. We hopped on um, a little bus rail, I forgot what they're, or train cart, um, got in, we did our interview going one way and then once we finished the interview and went down a couple stops, we got off, came on the train that was coming back the other way where we had just come from. Yeah. And in like those four or five stops, that's when we did the photo shoot. And we got very lucky and had like a pretty empty uh, like train. Yeah. Actually, we like kind of worked it out. We went like all the way to the back. Um, so that was just like, it was just weird. It was wild. I was like, this is so cool. Like we're on the Metro right now. <laughs> doing an interview and we're like like this as a train's going back and forth i'm like trying not to get dizzy as we're talking and we're sitting right next to each other so i'm trying not to like bump into him and this is like my first time meeting him but he had a really great like he has a really good personality but like especially then it like came out super quick which i absolutely loved yep. and then my second one is another just random interview spot which was when we got edison flores we did it in a Peruvian chicken spot. So we wanted to make that, yeah. And that's when we did a photo shoot for him. And that's how we got all the um, all the stuff to announce that we had signed him. And we just wanted to make it like, we wanted to really cater it to the Peruvians, um, especially because yeah. it's such a big uh, population in the DMV area. So those two are just some of my, some of my yeah. favorite moments, just because it's such wild situations. So, going forward then, into, yeah. into the future. Yeah. We've got Atlanta this weekend. Yeah. How are we going to do this weekend? We'll see. Fingers crossed um, that, that we're able to come away with a win or a tie. Um, what Ben said last game at half was he saw more personality in that game versus new England than he had in Nashville. So Nashville yeah. was a bit of like Nashville. I don't, I'm not sure what happened. And I know that the players and coach weren't happy 
at all with with how they played yeah um so he liked that they had more personality um and it's like i mean i can't necessarily speak on like the starting lineup and what players were gonna you know what players are gonna be on the bench and come in and all that kind of stuff but it's like I think we're still kind of, I think DC United's still kind of finding that, um, like that starting 11 that's going to stick. So, you know, you've seen, and then of course we're signing new players. We've gotten two new players in just the past couple of weeks. So seeing how they fit. So that's like still a work in progress. Um, but, but like I've been seeing good things during training. We've been seeing good moments in, in these games a lot better than from where I think where we started in August, I think is when the game started. Yep. So we're getting there. So I think it's going to be a little bit better. It's going to be better than Nashville. Um, and, you know, I think the results are kicking them in the behind a little bit, getting them more motivated. So I've been seeing good stuff and seeing good stuff yeah. in training. So I think there's no, at the moment, there's no better time to be playing Atlanta United right now because they're out of form. I, I looked at it. They've, I think they're annoyingly similar form to us. I think they've only had one win since the MLS is back tournament. Yeah. And they're there for the taking. Yeah. And, They've had bad results again, especially against the likes of Nashville. They got beat by into Miami recently. It's they're not doing great. So a weird year. It's been strange. It's been very strange. I mean, FC Cincinnati doing okay. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, Orlando, I know. <laughs> Orlando City. What the heck? Getting to the getting to a tournament final. Right. I. It, it's just it's just been such a weird year. Like. I don't even know. I don't even know. No. In one side of my mind, I'm thinking we can just write this year off because it's been so blooming weird Mm -hmm. that you can't really look into it too much. Yeah. On the other side of me thinks, from a fan point of view, that it's, even though it's been a weird year, everyone's been in the same boat kind of thing. Yeah. And we could, we should be doing a, a bit better. I mean, it's it's not been a great year yeah i I think that's kind of a way i want to put it to be honest so but atlanta are there for the taking we can do this we can beat them we've got i i think we've got this i think we saw we saw some like really good opportunities um from like hellman when he when he first like his first volley started from yordi like i thought oh there was i forget when it happened i think it might have been the first half but he had like a really good shot on goal. So it's like, we're getting there. We're getting those shots. Yeah. So fingers it's, crossed that we're able it's, to. It's getting better. We're getting used to the 442. So Ben, if you're watching, stick with it. Because 442 is the way forward. We need to bring this thing back. Yeah. Classic 442. Exploit the wings because we've got great wingers. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully Kevin's back. And we've, I think we've missed him a little bit. Yeah. Up there on the left. Gressel's doing well. Griffin's doing well. Um, I think I've seen a, a few comments about Gressel. People are thinking he's not doing so great. But you look at him. You look at the set pieces. You look at the crosses he puts in. They're fantastic. He's got some beautiful so, crosses. Like when I watch oh. that training as well, I'm like, that's a beauty. Like he's got his crosses. Yeah. Well, 
let's wrap it up um because we've we've gone on for over an hour and here i was i was like i don't even know if i can last 30 minutes i don't know how this is gonna be (laughs) you're so great to talk to (laughs) it's it's been fantastic this is what i love i mean granted we're not in this in the same room they're not even in the same country but great conversations that's that's what i love about doing this show speaking to you guys over there in the states but as as we were speaking before i need to get do a live show out there at audi field it needs to happen it needs to happen i need if it's not audi field somewhere nearby i think the guys out there would love it yeah it'd be great just need to just need to get the flight sorted out and less covid yeah, yes. let's go the COVID first and then and then things will fall into place. Exactly. Right, before we wrap up, I do need to put a little clip in just because I've got a sponsor Uh-oh. for the show. So we need to we need to do a sponsor message. So before we wrap things up, let's just hear from the sponsors. Thanks, James. Yes, my name's Henry from the MLS UK show. And in our latest episode, it's called Shocking Results. We mean shocking results by the fact that San Jose has beaten LAFC and Vancouver have actually won a game. Not shocking results as DC mean it, as some really, really bad results. Uh, Also, on the latest episode, I do my guide to Kansas City. Now, in the next few weeks, we'll be doing Henry's Guide to DC. So I need your help with it. If you have any facts about DC that we should know, that we should pass out to our audience uh, in the space of a minute's long uh, piece that is done towards some cowboy music or Western music or whatever we want to call it, then get in touch. It's hello at mls.show. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast through your podcast provider and on YouTube as well. And you can see what we say about DC in the next few weeks. Back to you, James. Well, thank you, Henry, for that. Um, As always, go and check them out. And there's a big thing. uh, So when you do listen to the MLS UK show, you'll, as you just heard there, they do Henry's Guide to different parts of the States. Coming up is DC. So if you do have any fun facts about DC, the stranger the better, hit them up at uh, hello at MLS.show. So send them an email. Let's get some weird facts about DC because, you know, why not? Um, Thank you, Claudia, for coming on today's show. It's been an absolute blast, an absolute honor. And like I said at the beginning, you are a legend in the making. Um, If people want to come and follow you, if they're not already... How can they follow you? Yeah, so I am on uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, at Claudia M. Pagan. Um, you guys can find me. I try to interact with everyone. Um, so, yeah, you can find me on social. I'm trying to be active. I'm not as active as this one over here. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to be active on social. Well, you know... I've- I try and fit it into my busy life because, you know, with the kids and work and this five-hour time difference, mm-hmm. the evenings are not too bad to me because he goes to bed at roughly usually about 8 p.m. And then sneak a few tweets in there, late-night <laughs> games, job's done. How's that? Um, if you've followed me um, or you don't follow me on Twitter, it's at DC United Kingdom. Uh, you can check out the website, which is dcunitedkingdom.com. There's merch and everything that you can get through there as well. So feel free to hit that up because that helps the show out no end because um, it helps fund things like this. 
So I sound a little bit better. Because, you know, why not? Um, there's all the social links on there, so I'm not going to go through them all right now. But thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And until next time, Vamos United. <laughs>